far from the Sechta Bava Mitzia, even though the Daf Yomi by now is probably up, Daf Lamid something? Lamid Zayin? Oh, you get out, Lamid Zayin, oh wow, okay. So we're up to Lamid Zayin, so we're starting fresh from the beginning of Bava Mitzia. He has some very nice things here on the further, this is uh, uh, high quality, high quality stuff. So first thing he writes over here, Mesechta Tainis, Limut, let's start from the top, Limut Seide Nizakin, what is the significance of learning Bava Seide Nizakin? And Bava Mitzvah. By the way, you know that it used to be called in some of the old Sfarim Mesechta Nizokin. There's no such thing as Bava Kam Bava Mitzvah Bava It's one Mesechta. One Mesechta called Mesechta Nizokin, which has 30, 30 Prokim. 10 Prokim that, that was later broken up by the printers, or by not exactly clear who broke it up, into Bava Kama, Bava Mitzvah, Bava Basra. Bava means the gate. The first gate, the middle gate, and the last gate. But it was known as Mesechta Nizokin, part of Seder Nizokin. A Seder has a Mesechta that has its own name. That would basically mean, it's interesting, it's the only Seder which also has the Mesechta by the name of the Seder. You don't have in Taharos, you don't have Mesechta Taharos. Do you? No, you don't. Oh, I'm confused. Mishnayis, yeah, I tackled it. I once spent a lot of time. Yeah, I once, I once actually learned it. Oh, so that's very interesting. The Seder Taharois, the Seder is Taharois, we call Taharois Taharois, has also a Mesechta Taharois. Now, Seder Amoet, there is no Mesechta that's called Moet. Ah, interesting. There is a Mesechta. Okay, you're right. I didn't think of that. Moet. Okay, now Seder Noshim. There is no Mesechta that's called Noshim. Seder Zeroyim. There is no Mesechta called Zeroyim. Seder, what am I listening to? Seder uh, Kachim. There is no Mesechta called Kachim. There's no Mesechta called Kachim. But in Seder... But Seder Taharois... Seder Taharois has the Mesechta Taharois. And Seder Nizakin has a Masechta called Masechta Nizakin, which at a later point in time was broken into three Masechtas, Bavakamba, Masechta, Bavasha. Okay, that's not the topic of discussion here, but Masechta Tainis, Masupa Sharaba, Gozar Tainis, Vespadal, Shayerid, Geshem. It's good for Chodesh Marcheshvin. Aleph Marcheshvin is a Zman when we begin saying the same Tal Umatu Levracha, well, not, not, not for us until December 5th, but in Eretz Yisrael. On the, the seventh day, when do they start saying Zayin? Zayin Mar Cheshvan in Eretz Shulz when they start saying the same Talmud. All of the Swami talk about Mar Cheshvan. They discussed all the halachas relating to the same Talmud. So there was a gzera. There was a there was a there was, a, there was a, uh, a famine, a uh, drought, and there was no rain. So Rabbi he went and he instituted that they should be mispalal. The lo yarat, and he was. They were unsuccessful. Shalu talmidav madua kesherav Yehuda hoyagayzer tainus hoyered geshem. It's the worst thing you can say to a rebbe. Why is that the other rabbi, of <laughs> Yehuda? Why is that your predecessor when he was geyser tainus? It rained, and you you can't pull off the same the same miracle. I love the story, this Hasidic story. I can never forget the story. To me, I like. It. I can't say you didn't like it. Is that there was a there was a mitzvah Shabbos, and it came time to do kiddush levana. So the Rebbe comes out from Beis HaKnes with all the Hasidim, they look up into the clouds, they look up to Shemayim, and there's no Levana. It's a cloudy night. So they're all looking at the Rebbe, new Rebbe, do a face, make the Levana come out for us. So the Rebbe says, Ah, Beryl, go to the Mikvah, bring me the towel from the Mikvah. Bring me the towel from the Mikvah, quickly. 
So everyone is waiting. He goes and brings the towel from the mikvah. The rabbi takes the towel and he takes it. And he points. He goes to Shemaim. He picks it up towards 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 Shemaim and he wipes with the towel. And miraculously, the clouds disperse. So all the Hasidim are so excited. The Rebbe is the Balmaifas. The Rebbe is such an unbelievable. Look what he did. He took the towel from the mikvah and the clouds disperse. It's a good demise for the books. So the Rebbe says, Chaval, Chaval. The Tata, he could do the same thing without the towel. You read this Hadairas. Niskanu Hadairas. He didn't need the towel to pull to get the clouds. In Chaylam, of course. What? This was in Chaylam. A Chaylam is a true story? I don't know the story. These are my, these are, I don't know these stories, but the, the idea is interesting. The idea is that Niskatnu Hadoiros. So they said to the Rebbe Rebbe, but Rabbi Yehuda, he was able, he was able, but Baduk Shabbat Yehuda, how you go to Tanis, how you go to Geshem, Amolcham Rabba, Mabi Adi Lassai. So, Rabba said, Mabi Adi Lassai, Shkain, Enel Yodea, Magodel Kocham Shaldorish. So, what could I do? Now, here's the point that we need for our discussion. So, the Rabbi, he defended himself. He didn't defend himself. He basically says, you know, he just he tried to emphasize the point that the, my predecessor in the previous generation they did not have art scroll, so they didn't learn dafyomi, they didn't learn all of these esoteric mesachdas. So the only thing they learned in the alta in the alta heim was bavakama, bavamitzia, bavabasra. They didn't learn all the esoteric mesachdas. We today in our generation, I mean, it says we learn everything. We learn shisha sedarim. So isn't it strange, we who are much bigger Talmidei Chachamim, who know Kola Kula, we should be able to pull off miracles much greater than our predecessors, who were ignorant on our standards. Yet, look at that. They only learned Bavakamba, Mesim Bavasha, Nezakin, and yet they were able to be Mespal Nashem instant, instantly. Obviously, there's something wrong with us. It's not just the learning, it's the quality of the person. That was the statement that he made, and this is what he wants to elaborate upon in this little piece. Let's read the words inside. It's the second line. What could I do? We're not quality people, even though we fool ourselves into believing that we're better than our grandparents. And how true is this for this generation? Today, Baruch Hashem, we have everything, every chumma you can possibly want. In the previous generation, go back 50 years ago, there was nothing, there was very little. Yet, who were greater people? Who were we fooling? Who had the real year of our, our, our parents, our grandparents, the whole different league. Uh, but we have all the Chumras today. It's easy to be frummer. It's hard to be from. That's the problem. Shekane Eneni Yodea. It's not my Malay line. I saw this. I saw this in a newspaper. Shekane Ein Eneni Yodea. Ma God Lekoyacham Shal Doida Shal Doida Shal Rabbi Yehuda Vidavid. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know where the Koyach lies. The Adraba. He's he's being sarcastic. Adraba. Anachnu Adife Mehem. Bekach She Bishnoi Sav Shal Rabbi Yehuda Hoye Ikel Limudam VeIyunam Beseder Nizokin. The only thing that they learned was Nizokin. The Ilu Anu Lemdim Eskol Hashisha Sedarim. So here we have now Besefer Tiferes Hagir Shuni. I do not know who this is. Hiksha. Why did he focus on Seder Nizokin? So he says something very interesting. Hiksha Madua Sava Rabba Shalimud Shaldoira Shabihuda Besed Nizokin Omalochem Luschus Shetainis Vetilosam Iskablu Vyar Gishan. 
Why did he say, oh, that generation, they tackle Lurm, say the Nezokin? And that's why they were successful. What's the significance? Sha'arei, Omar, Shahim, Lomim, Nezokin, Mashma, Shazazuchus. The fact that he mentions Nezokin and indicates the Shoyelachem. The Rak, Omar, Shalafi, Zelonu, Hoyetzoch, Yoyseh, Leonos, Litfil, Sena, Sha'arei, Onolem, Dem, Shishistorim. Ubir, so the Tferis Kishuni explains, Alpi, Mashma, Kosa, Betikunim, in the Zohar, Shebelimud HaGimel Babos Mechaper HaOdam Al HaPeshoim Atshehem Naasim Lizchuyos. Very interesting. Three Mesechtas. Each Mesechta builds up another Madrego of Kapara. She'ali De Limud Babakama Naase HaPesha Zodain. Now there are three different types of Chatom. There's Chet, Ovoin, and Pesha. Chet is an, an inadvertent sin. Ovoin is a sin that's done B'mezid. Pesha is a sin that's done with rebellion. And that is why when a person goes to mikvah for the purpose of kapara teshuva, a baal teshuva has to go to mikvah. It's halacha. That's why we go to mikvah Erev Yom Kippur. We don't go because of keri. We go because of, also, we go because of kapara teshuva. And when you go to mikvah because of teshuva, you're supposed to dip, the Mishnah Buru says, three times in the mikvah. Once for the sins that were done b'shoigeg, the second for the sins that were done the mazid, and the third time for the sins that were done pesha, done with 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 rebellion. So after a person learns bavakama, it is a kapara. The learning of bavakama reduces the chatam that were done and the madrega of rebellion to the madrega of various that were done the mazid. Then when you learn bava mitziah. It takes you down to the next madrega to Averus that were done b'shoigeg. When you learn Baba Basra, then it, it takes it to the madrega where zhugogos nasek is zhuyos. Very interesting idea. If you all of course, this goes when a person really harvests over his learning that's why he focuses on the Nizakim, because there's a special Zuchus, the Zoya writes us. Okay? Obviously, we have no idea what this means. This is way above our understanding. But somehow, what? So that's, he's being sarcastic. He's saying, obviously, our learning is not a real learning. It's a make-believe learning. Our learning is lip service. That's what he was saying. He's being sarcastic. He's saying, our predecessors, they were not, they do no, no uh, smoke and mirrors. They were the real deal. They didn't have to learn all the esoteric mesechlis. They just learned Sayyidina Zakin and they were tzaddikim. What, obviously, the fact that he said that they just learned Sayyidina Zakin and that was the real deal, it shows there's something special about learning Sayyidina Zakin sincerely. Because of Adam very good. That's what Rav Moshe says. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Rav Moshe, Rav Moshe, yes, Rav Moshe, why do you teach children uh, so why they want, they many, many people have come along, they do today, is that maybe this is not the best thing to teach a fifth grader. Okay, when they start teaching Gemara, it's traditional to teach children So people have come along and said, maybe we should teach them brachas, we should teach them, I don't know, some other, you can find Mesechtas. Why Elamitsias? So Moshe, he writes, the first thing you have to teach a child is not no, it's not the who, who do, who's the money belong to? Who, who, teach them about, about, about Bailas, Gezel. The worst thing you want is a child to turn into a Ganif. That's what it says, that's what it says about the Ben Soirer Umoira. A Ben Soirer Umoira is not chayv until he steals until he steals money from his parents and goes and he buys meat and does things to Nimalar at Sinai. 
the Ben Soire Amore is the Torah's prototype of a Chinuch that has gone wrong. Right? Is that not even though it never happened, but it's the Torah's prototype. Therefore, what's the what's the prototype? He steals money to satisfy his tithes. The first thing you teach a child, the first thing you teach a child is you don't steal. How do you teach a child you don't steal? Even if you find something in the street, there's bailus. Who does this belong to? You have to go out of your way to return the object to who it belongs to. Therefore, Moshe was adamant, don't change the tradition and teach them these things. Now, he said over here very good that but, but, all in the Zakin is all about like Ben Adam Lachaveroi. Adam Lachaveroi, that's this week's parasha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Hashem says, you can forget about me. It is going to be fighting among you, violence among you, I'm going to destroy the world. So in Echnami, somehow when you learn these Mesechtes, and you take it seriously what you're learning, the Zoyar says, it has a tremendous effect on your Neshama. Again, it's hard to us to relate to this, but it does. And the Mela, there's true this Kapara. And then that's why there was Zoyich in the previous generation when the Umespal HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered them instantly. Next. Um, next paragraph. Returning something which has been taken away legally. So the Chavis Chaim writes about this. You don't realize when you learn Bava Mitzvah, you learn the, the, all the Babas, you're learning all of the Halachas. Every Daf is teaching you many, many Halachas. You may not learn all the details like Shokhanor, but it's being absorbed into the concept, so it's a critical, critical uh, element of knowing what to do. Rabbi Yishol Salanter, He's a very big advocate to have a, a sheer in Choshen Mishpat. It's not for the faint of heart, Rabbi Yisai. Choshen Mishpat is, is hard stuff. Maybe we should do it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rav Kohn, he has an institute. In this generation, there are institutes. Yes, Rabbi Belsky, one of the last things they had in Taravadas, he had, he, they started up a very chosh of a koilol in Taravadas, a chosh and mishpat koilol. It's a very, very mamish, the mamish mitsuyanim. I know some people did that learn the koilol, they're at the top of the line. In this generation, a lot of the koilim for chosh mishpat. Next. A person that knows to keep to himself and doesn't steal, he is a good person. He davens and he kisses his tefillin and tzitzis and then he runs out to work to steal someone else's money. This guy's a fraud. Stay far away. Amazing halacha. The iker, the iker avoida in life 
is not in how long you daven Shemayin Esrei. It's if you earn an honest living. You earn an honest living, it's pretty good. Some people are Makane, the Mexicans who come to this country and, 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 and work, and work, and then work, they work in sweatshops. Because there's one thing about them, they're earning an honest living. People today who are going into offices and doing all these shenanigans and who knows what they're doing, you know, ripping off here, you know, it's not bad. It's, there's, there's, you see, you see uh, I was once with somebody, he sees, uh, sees a couple of Mexicans on their way to work on their bicycles and he says, I'm a kind of those people. I'm a kind of. These people, there's no one here in this country that are earning a more honest living than these fellows on the bicycles on the way to do all this hard, hard labor. They, they earn their keep. It's, 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 it's a tremendous muster to what goes on out there in... Tell that What? That's right. Trump is, is, is a con artist, whether you like it or not. It's a fact. I'm not making a political statement here. Right. I'm a whole. You can say that about what? the other one also. I'm not making... I just... I mean, whatever you... It's uh okay. Who's, what's good for government is not necessarily. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't mean. I didn't mean. I didn't mean. The other one is a criminal. I okay, but but it, it, this is what he says. I read. I was by shop. I was very. You know, they said they have these these swarm. These very strange, very interesting swarm. Someone took our uh, Victor Miller used to give these question and answer sessions after his shiurim. They would ask him questions, and he answered. Someone took all the questions and answers and put it into a book. And some, I mean, you know, Rav de Miller, he had a certain derech. It's a certain, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> so they asked him, what? He, he has a certain very hard approach to, to life. So someone asked him, what is the definition of a friend? A true definition of a friend. So he says the definition of a true friend is someone who helps you make money. That was his words. Someone that is willing to go to the effort to help you make money, that's a real friend. Because what do you need in life to survive? I mean, kemach ain't Torah. And people are selfish. I want the money. I'm not going to go waste my time helping you make money, especially if you'll be in competition with me. You will go to the effort to help someone make money? There's no greater friend than that in, 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 in life. And he says over here, when it comes to money, you want to see a person who's really righteous? See, see how he does, conducts business, and then you'll, then you, then, then you'll, know, you'll know what's going on. Okay, Rabbi Chal, again, I'm very, very sorry. I take it back what I said. <laughs> I didn't mean to rattle any feathers. <laughs> what? Keep talking about all the chumras in today's society. Yes. How many chumras do we have in the Zikin? In the Zikin? None. <laughs> That's life. Okay, what else is there? Okay, next. Okay, now we go to Olam Jesugya. The first, everyone knows the first Mishnah of Mitzvah is Shnayim Echzim Betal. Two people are holding on to a talus. Each one claims they own the entire talus. So what does it say in the Mishnah? Yachleku. They split the talus. Now what happens if two people are holding on? One person says, I I own half the talus. I, I own the entire talus. And the other person says, I agree that you own half, but I own the other half. My disagreement with you is not on the entire talus. My agreement is, is only in regard to half of the talus. So what does the Mishnah say? You divide it into four parts, and the one that claims he owns the entire talus gets three parts, and the one that claims he owns half the talus gets one of the four parts. 
Why? Because the disagreement between the two parties is only in reference to 50%, so that 50% is Yachleiko. So he wants to inject here a sugya of Shatchanim. Machleikis bein Shatchanim mihitzi es ha-shirich we have over here. This is very common, this is So you have over here a shirich that was nigmar. One person was the closer. Okay, you need one person to encourage them to, to sign the deal. But then, who was the one who originally read the shirach? And it's very common, where you have many people think of the idea, and, and, and they go out once, they, then, then, then years later they go out again, or, or, or so now when the shirach is finally sealed, there is a disagreement as to who was the one who originally planted the idea in the minds of these people to date and to come meet each other. Now the one that sealed the shirach, we know who it is. There's a certain person that, that concluded the shirach, so he's going to get 50% no matter what. But now they're fighting over who stars. So you would suggest the one that sealed the shirach, if he also claims that he starred the shirach, he's claiming 100%. So maybe indeed we should give him the entire shatchan. So let's see the details. Each one claimed that he was the one who initiated he suggested the shirach. And let's assume now that the minig is, this is the, we understand the topic of the world, the custom minig, let's assume for argument's sake is that 50% of the shatchanis goes to the one who recommended the shirach, and 50% goes to the one that that's closed the shirach. What's that word? Uh, and one that Shadcham claims that since he is the one that certainly closed the Shadcham, everyone agrees that one is Shadcham. This was the argument they had in court. Two Shadchanim come to court, and, and, and the lawyer, the Toyin, says we should give all the Shadchanim to fellow number two, because he certainly concluded the Shidduch. Everyone agrees to that. And he claims that he started the Shidduch. So he claims he's a Vadai. He's a Vadai on the entire Shidduch. The other person admits he did not close the Shidduch. And he's only claiming that he started. So let's apply the second one is a Vadai. And the first person is a Safik. And we apply the principle in Halacha. Ein Safik Motse Midei Vadai. So he writes over here, that's him, so, so the Vishut Chil Ahlichas Yisrael Kasaf, Litchais Raiza, it's ridiculous. Alpia Hamvur between the Beferish Mishnah, such an argument as Beferish Mishnah, Mizbim Zabav Metziah. Sheshnayim, Oechzimetalis. Viechadim, one says, Kula Shali, Vashinia Merchetzia Shali. So what's halacha? Zen noitel gimel halakim, Zen noitel gimel. One takes three and one takes a quarter. Uvi toisvis hikshu. Toisvis, and that's why he's bringing this down, because the argument that this shatchan made really is the question that is posed by toisvis. Toisvis says why? Why don't we say that the concept of being vada is contagious? Once there is in an argument, in a legal argument, a, a portion of the of the transaction, of the, of the dispute that is a definitely a vadai, why doesn't that vadai overcome the other part of the transaction, which is a suffix, to turn the, the, the one, of the, one of the people into a vadai gomor, and the other person the suffix, and apply their principle in some of the vadai. Toysis is a kash on this very mishavi, hikshu madu, enoimim shazesh, shatoyin kudoshali, dinake vadai, mayachar sin shagam hasheni moide shachain chetishlo, since the other one agrees on that half. Vizesh shatoyin shirak chetsyo shaloi, 
and the other one that claims that only half of it is his, they like a sophic. Okay, so this is just the give and take of this concept is discussed by Tais. Obviously, you need, you, need, you need a good Acharon to come along and tell you the longness of what's the Hamina and the Maskana of Tais. But there does appear to be at least a Havamina that if you have one transaction and if on a section of the transaction there is definitely a, ka- pa- a section that's called the Vadai, maybe one would argue that is so powerful it overcomes any other sphakis in the remainder of the transaction to give this fellow the upper hand entirely. Taisa says, no, we don't do that. Even though there's one transaction, in one transaction we have the power to break up the different parts of the transaction, part here and part there, and to give and, and to... Uh, to, to part is Vada, part is Suffolk, and that principle will trickle down to our two Shatchanim, and we're not going to give all the Shatchanis to one person. Lefi Zeh, he winds down, Gam Benidon Zeh, Lo Shaykh Lema, Shabikim, Shaykh, Shatchan, Vada, Vada, Gamers, Ashir, Vahari, Hari, Vada, Shatchan, Gamers, Ashirach. No, Kevin Sin, Shayna, Maskim, Roy, Bilal, Gamar, Hashirach. It's true, Ashirach is one transaction, but we have the right to break up the transaction to two parts. The end is a Vada, the beginning is a sophic. Okay, so this is a very beautiful thing. Imamish have a modern shayla, and you have a toysis, the very first bishop of the Metziah. Toys discusses such a possibility, such a legal argument. Maybe, I don't know, you go ask a good lawyer. Maybe you'll find me, I'm very curious, maybe you'll find me in American law, maybe you'll find me in European law, such a concept where you have a single transaction and you have a dispute in court, and you have such a thing, and in one area of the transaction, it's a vadai. Everyone agrees. Does that have any weight in overcoming, giving that, that person more power in dealing with the other elements of one bigger picture? Maybe there is such a thing in, 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 in secular law, but not over here, at least in this particular case, and halacha the shafan. Okay, now we go to the next sugi. This is a very interesting sugi. This is very relevant. The very, we touch over here in this next thing on many different, many, many different ideas in, in, in the, when it comes to saying Kaddish. Here's the Shaila. Peshut harama. Period. So there are most sacks as follows. You have to remember going back over in ancient times. In ancient times, only one person said. Kaddish Yosem. It was not a free-for-all like today. Everyone says the Kaddish either together. Unfortunately, most of the time they don't say it together. Everyone just says do whatever they want. Okay, that's not the way it was in ancient times. In ancient times, it was one person says the Kaddish on behalf of the heart. But let's say there are multiple Chiyuvim. So you take turns. You take turns. How many Kaddishim were there in Davening? So he says here there were three. What were the three? I'm, I'm assuming it's after, it, it's, uh, after you say... Um, after you finish Karbanos, after you say Mizbashir, Chanukah, Sabayis, David, and at the very end of davening one time, after Olenu. Not like we do today, today we finish davening, we have multiple weeks after Olenu, after the Yom, after the David. That's not what we do. You do only three. There are a grand total of three. The Kaddish Drabonon, the Kaddish Yosem after Mizmoshir, and then the Kaddish after Olenu. Three Kaddishim. So if there are three Avelim, they take turns. They rotate. Each one only says one Kaddish. What happens if you have in Shul a grandchild and an Avel. 
So the grandchild, I want to say Kaddish to my grandfather. The father, let's say, is not living, so the grandchild wants to say Kaddish. And so, first of all, does he have the right? If he's going to say Kaddish, he's going to push off, not like today, where everyone does, can do whatever you want, but if you're going to say the Kaddish, you're going to push away the real level from saying the, uh, part of the rotation. So the answer is, he has one-third right. And to make a case, to make it very, very simple, the only, the only two people that are, that are contenders for the Kaddish in this shul is a real Avel, Toch Yud Beis Chodesh, and a grandchild who has a yard site. So you give the grandchild a third, a third, one Kaddish, and you give the Avel two Kaddish. Now that itself is a Kiddish. That itself is a Kiddish to say that a grandchild does indeed have weight. If you're a, you want to say for your father-in-law, I know a shul where the Rav was visibly annoyed where he wanted to push away an Avel because he had Yeritzite for his father-in-law. So, very nice. You want to see your father-in-law, maybe it was for the Shviga. <laughs> you want to say for the Shviga, there's no such halacha. That, 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 uh, that an Edim has the power to push away an Avel just because he wants. Uh, it's a yard sign. There's no such thing. So maybe you would argue, if you would not know what it says in the Shut Ramah, you would argue that maybe when it comes to a grandchild also. I have a yard sign for a grandfather? Sorry, buddy. A grandfather is not a Chiv. No, it is a Chiv. That's something to keep in mind. A grandfather has, 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 has weight. At Kach, in a shul where only one person says Kaddish, you give a grandson a third of the rights. Okay, that's one thing to keep in mind. That, is that dependent on there not being some other son? Uh, no, it doesn't. It says it doesn't make a difference. So I don't believe so. Even, even, even if from if a mother. If the son is living, no, then no. If the son is saying Kaddish, I'm assuming not. In the case where the son is not living, or the son is incapacitated, is not, he's at home, he's not well, so the son is saying Kaddish. Now, you say something very good. Now, let's see, he goes further to explain the next issue. Now, Here's the new Shailah. The, the son is living. And the son is a member of the shul. He pays membership rights, membership dues to the shul. But the son is not feeling well today. So he sends his son, the grandson, to take his place. Is there such a thing in halacha of shluchai shal adam kimaisai in regard to saying Kaddish? Of course you can do that. But in regard to the power to knock off someone else who's also an adam. Do we say, you have a history shayla? A guy walks in the shul, you a member here, what are you doing here? My father's a paying member. My father would come here, he would have the omelet. My father can't come today because he's in China. He's out of town on business. My father sent me to say, to down for the omelet. They look at this guy, you know, we have chayuvim here. We have chayuvim here every single day, uh, saying Kaddish. If you, no one even knows who, who you are, no one ever saw you. You're going to come over here and you're going to say you have your side today for your grandfather. The people are going to go wild. What are you doing over here? Well, my father is a paying member of this shul. Everyone here knows my father. And my father is out of town on business and he sent me to be his agent. So he writes over here, So another case... So if you were a, a paying me- if you were a paying member yourself, you would get fifty percent, whatever that means. But if you're only uh, an agent, an agent of a paying member, you don't get full rights. You get a third. 
You get a third. As if he was a grandson. Ulechein, therefore, im yeh shebeis ha-knesses ovel acher, sh'oviv nifta v'roitza l'spalofnei amud, harei hu koidim l'nechad v'yesh l'zuchus kedim l'spalofnei amud. So since you only have a third right, a third, other people come for slave. The, there is a, such a concept of appointing an agent, but it's not going to give the agent the full toikef. He's only going to get a third of the rights, not not full rights. Ulam kasa. Now here we have. Now here we go. Now we now we go a step further. Kasa vladun with mahalav zal pidevi should be shut. Binyamin zev shesoyv shakolodim shoyimik kadosh b'shlichus shal ben adnefter afiluim ena nechad dinay kimo haben atzma. Even if you're not a child, you're just an agent. You have a din, he holds that you have a din of the Ben himself, Not everyone agrees to this. He cites the Shud Ben Yamin Zayf, that if you're an agent, even if you're not a grandson, if you have been appointed as an agent to say Kaddish on behalf of someone else who is a paying member of this shul, you have full rights. So we have a machloikis between the Lohiris Nosan and the Ben Yamin Zev. What status an agent gets when you're coming to say Kaddish, I'm here for a paying member. In Cain, Ach, Shabitzad, Hayoisa, Nechad, Einloy, Zchus, Ella, Bashir, Shlish, Vavala, Shani, Zchusoy, Gedoyla, Yoiser, Mikol Mokam, this is going to the Biyam and Zay, we think the Biyam and Zay, Mikol Mokam, Mitzad, Yosh, Shushlaben, Zchus, Shavu, Zchus, Avail, Achim, Veinim, Koidim, Koidim, Loy. So according to the Binyam and Zayf, if your father, you have two things working on you, it's, it's ideal in this case. According to Binyam and Zayf, if number one, you're a grandson, and number two, you've been appointed by your father, so then you are 100% equal. You don't even need to be a grandson according to the Binyam and Zayf, because according to Binyam and Zayf, even an agent who's not a grandchild has equal rights. Allah has come, when you also happen to be a grandson and been appointed, so if you have equal rights. Achel, we Samat Ephraim. We all have such simcha. We learned, we learned a nice chunk of Mate Ephraim. At the end of Mate Ephraim, there's another contrast. It's a very important contrast about the laws of Kaddish. The laws of Kaddish and the laws, some selected laws of that, I think of Avelos, it appears at the end of the Mate Ephraim. That's why when they talk about the laws of Kaddish and the laws of Kedima and the laws of Avelos, they're going to cite off in the Mate Ephraim. Yesh, yesh l'shluchay shal haben zuchus rak b'shir shlish. So the Matei Ephraim also tackles this issue, and he says that if you're an agent, you only get a third right. V'imkeish yesh l'din keitzal lachriy b'nidin zeshar ikan yesh l'nechad zuchus b'shir shlish mitzad hayosin nechad v'oid zuchus b'shir shlish mitzad hayosoy shliach. So now we have another opinion. You have a opinion about the Ephraim which gives an agent a third, and when you combine that with the fact. That you're a grandson, you're a grandson, you're an agent, you have a third both, so how, how powerful does that take you in, 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 the, in, in, in this instance? So then he winds down. So how is this applied to Mesech above Mitzia? So he says, let's look at the case of the Talis. What was the case of the Mishnah? One person says, I own the entire talus. Kula shali. The ze oimer, the other one says, chetzia shali. I own half of the talus. So we divide the talus into four parts. Ze noitel shloisha chalakim, ze noitel revia. Over time, I'd be a rashi. Shazesh oimer chetzia shali. Harehu moitesha chetzia shen shalchadeva. The whole unit in a lal chetzia sheni, looking the fiak like over chetzia sheni. Lufi ze, the nido in ze. 
when we take that concept into into account, Now here it's a little creative what he's saying. We have here the grandson. The grandson has two things going for him according to the Mate Ephraim. Number one, he's a grandson. That itself is powerful. Number two, he has been appointed as an agent. Each one of these things alone would have given this individual a third. Rights equal to one third. Total of two thirds. He only has one third. They don't divide that. They're only going to divide. So they have over here 60. You have over here 66% in which they are going to divide, and we're going to divide 66 into two parts. Let's review the, 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 the mathematics. We have over here, we have here a, two people fighting for the almond. An ovel, and we, an ovel and a, and a, someone who is both a grandson and an agent. So the part, the grandson and the agent at most gives him gives him 66%. 66%. The, part, the other part, the, the grandson and the, the agent agrees, the other person has at least 33%. I admit, so that's like the case of the Mishnah, and one person says, I only make a claim to half. The part that I'm not making a claim is yours. So off the bat, 33% goes immediately to the oval, the regular oval. So what's, what are they fighting over? They're fighting over the other 66%. The other 66% we're now going to say, Yachleiku. I will give half of that to the regular member, the regular adult, and the other half to the grandson who is the agent. So when everything is said and done, when all of the math is done, the grandson who is an agent will only get a third. And, and, and the regular adult will get 66% based upon the principle of the Mishnah, the part that you're not arguing, you keep, only the part where there is a dispute, that part is going to be divided. Okay, there, I think there are some other issues you have to deal with to really, to really clarify this, but that's, this is the basic gist of what the creativity that he's trying to present here, where you take the very first Mishnah, and you apply it to practical cases in Halacha. That itself is a very worthwhile exercise in trying to get into the frame of mind where you look from every time of a modern Shailah, you got to go seek out a source in in, in, in Chazal, where the Shaila, the concept of the Shaila has been dealt with and tried to extrapolate from there what Allah will be in this case. If you're an agent, not like what the, not like what the Loharis Nassim says, you 100%, more than a third and less than half, other coin, other opinions, he really has more rights, and that, of course, of course, has to be decided. Most of this today is not nogea, because today everyone does whatever they want anyway, <laughs> and and if, and if it's not going to be, if you're not satisfied, the rule usually is call. You took the words out of my mouth. Call the olim gvar, whoever screams louder, whoever is more intimidating. Are we going to divide the other third? The other third, I guess, over time. You have to make a mathematical calculation over the days 
over, over uh, different events. I don't know. You have to divide everything up, whatever the situation is. But today, really, that's how it goes. It's called Olim Gvar, whoever is more dominant. I always notice this pattern. When people come out. What? I don't know. I always notice the pattern that people, Rachman son who are Avelim, in the beginning of the Avelos, I noticed it by myself, they're very tough. They're very tough. They'll fight tooth and nail for, for every little last thing. By the time, by the time they get to the, the 11th month, they're like, okay, you can go. Like, they, have, like, they have no, they, they mellow. It's, 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 it's reality. They really mellow very, very much. And even yard sites. First yard sites, very, over time, people have a tendency to melt. Why is that so? That's life. That's uh, hazman, lo All right, we'll stop over here, take a short break, and then we'll do something from the parasha. Mm-hmm. In Hebrew, in which language? In Hebrew. In Hebrew. So now everybody's smiling. This is so strange, you know, here. So in Hebrew. In Hebrew. And you repeated it to the Bach in Yiddish. In Yiddish. You know, they looked at me with new... A new appreciation. Very interesting, very interesting. Did you have a good experience with Rafutma? Yeah.